Hi, welcome. I'm Donna, and this is Postpartum Talks. Thanks for joining me. Today, we'll be talking about the birth reflection of a mother. Welcome back. Thank you for stopping in again. It's been a while. We had Mother's Day weekend last week, and many of us took a break. We celebrated. Those of you who are just having your baby, happy Mother's Day to you. And I just want to encourage all of you to understand that this is the best season for you as a new mom. You get to learn all about life all over again. Um, Many people have been asking me, what is a postpartum doula and what exactly do I do as a postpartum doula? So before I actually start sharing about the reflections of birth, I'm just going to put in here a little clip of what exactly a postpartum doula offers. Now for myself, I do complimentary consultations, which is just a simple meeting, getting to know one another and see what services may interest you. Um, I also offer assistance in caring for your newborn, including breastfeeding support, bathing, dressing, diapering, calming techniques, and bottle feeding if um, that's something that you're interested in. Um, Assistance in caring for you, the mom, which includes um, the care of a mom after she has her cesarean. Also, the educating of you to help you be more informed about um, the care needed surrounding postpartum. Also, the mental health that would be needed for the season and the need to be referred to community resources. Also, some of the things that I do offer, which I love and I do enjoy very much, because I remember when I needed these services, and it is meal preparation, um, possibly going grocery shopping, doing your laundry, and either um, other optional light house cleaning errands that I can do for you or chores, whichever you would need. The um, establishing to you to form a new normal routine with your family and of course your new baby. So as I'm there, I'm also encouraging creating a restful atmosphere for the whole family because as a postpartum doula, we do get to see the needs of a family, but because we have one new addition of a family member, many things have changed. So there is need for new normal and not um, regretting having a uh, can't go back to what you used to do, but accepting the newness that will be surrounding your home. And that's something that I come to offer, which alleviates a lot of stress, mental discouragement, depression, anger, um, family members just, you know, not getting along. It makes everything so much easier. And that's why I do it because I know the need that uh, mothers have and the home is needing of a mom to be in her healthy best, happiest state. And sometimes after having a baby, that's not always possible. And it does create an uproar in the home. So that's what postpartum doulas offer. There are birth doulas. There are uh, many types of doulas. Doula just means a servant, someone who comes alongside to make your uh, season of life easier, to encourage you while you're going through it, to help bring you to a healthier moment. So we have also, um, many women and men that offer these services. If you are interested in any of these services from me as a postpartum doula in um, the Lancaster, Pennsylvania County area, you can reach out to me at by calling 717-615-7851. 
Okay, so I hope that helps you who had all those questions. If you need any more um, understanding, you can give me a call and I will try to help you as much as possible. So today I just want to talk to you about birth reflections, which is an idea where we as a mom are in a state of awareness after having a new baby that, wow, this world just got bigger. What do we... Um, and what do we endure here? What just happened? So many times we have to sit and be quiet. And this is why the postpartum period is important. It allows that space and the time frame for you to mentally calm down, your body to physically calm down, your emotions to physically calm down. And within those steps, you are actually able to reflect on many things. Um, I Today's step, I just want to reflect on the view of a, what a mother is, was, has been, all of these things from my point of view, okay? As I was growing up, my mom was a not a homemaker, but she did, she was a working mom, and she took very great care of us. You know, she did a great job um, providing for us, um, allowing us to study, go to different activities, and partake in many events. Because she was working, she was not able to be home as often. And um, I remember seeing many, um, well, not many, because there were not too many mothers at that time who were still able to be at home or chose to be at home. They, they were working. But the few who I did encounter, I was very curious because I used to look at them as, you know, a lot of them at that time were not dressed very fashionable. So to me, I, because I was a child, I looked at it as an outward appearance, as Something I thought, oh, wow, it can be important because look how they're dressing. Look how they're carrying themselves. I used to see mothers screaming at their children, grabbing them. Um, you know, some of them would be there all the time waiting for their child to come home after school, waiting for them at the school bus, coming to many of the events. And those are some of the things I saw as a little child. Um, it did not impress me as I became a teenager because, again, I used to ride the public transportation and I would see many mothers, again, screaming at their children, pulling them. And a lot of the times the moms were dressed very sloppy. Um, their clothing was not the most fashionable clothing. They looked exhausted. They looked exhausted. And I just remember some of my friends whose mothers were stay-at-home moms, always providing for them, always cooking meals for them, breakfast, lunch, dinner, always helping them um, sew on a button, or fix their makeup, doing something for them. And that's when I started to pay a little more attention to what is a mother. Uh, my viewpoint, again, as a child was, oh, there's no big deal on a mom. She's just a, a person taking care of people. What's the big deal? And this was my viewpoint. Although I had many female relatives around me who were taking care of us, who were providing and their friends and other friends and strangers. And so I don't know where that thought came from or why I felt that it wasn't very important. It was just a job they had to do. Um, but as I became a teenager, young adult, I, you know, you're growing up now I'm in puberty. Now my body's changing too. Maybe this is where we start reflecting on who are we becoming? Or is that what makes us a woman? Um, you know, growing up, I used to think for you to be a grown adult, you would have that um, hourglass figure. 
So I myself, it took some years to recognize there are different body frames and body types. And I did not realize I would always be a ruler type. So it took me some time to realize that's not just a part of developing and growing to have full breasts or, uh, you know, full figure or to look a certain way or to carry yourself as a Marilyn Monroe type of character or, um, you know, any, any woman that we see in public eye, that image may not be what we need for ourselves as a woman. So that also takes into account of what a mother is, because now you start, um, I used to start comparing that to a mother. Well, can a mother look like that? Can a mother dress like that? Can a mother show those type of um, attitudes and behaviors and that flirtatious um, behavior? Is that something that a mother does? So I, growing up, actually disconnected the two, disconnected the sexy part of a woman and the motherly part of a mother as two separate people, not recognizing as I became a mom, that's the same person. So my viewpoint of a mother was that they were not very sexy. They were not very um, organized or very functional in society. They were looked upon to me, not in the greatest light. And unfortunately growing up, I too developed those thoughts on mothers. So of course it wasn't until just before I had my, um, my first child, I was curious and I started to watch. I wanted to know a little more. Um, I did go to nursing school and there I started to develop skills on how to care for children, how to care for infants, how to help them when they were sick, how to hold them, how to bathe them, how to clean them. All these wonderful aspects of the nurturing part of a newborn, a, a child. And I started to become more curious, of course. I started to, you know, spend more time with children, started to babysit more, started to just take more notice of my community and be a little more intense on watching the new the mothers in my community. And as I became a young adult, I started to notice the mothers who were dressed kind of um, sloppy, struggling to take care of two or three babies at one time or, you know, toddlers. And, you know, of course, you get a little more sense. So you get a little more sensible. You start recognizing, hey, maybe this mom is just tired. Maybe she's stressed. Um, a lot of the mothers, they were not always two family homes. So they were struggling as a single mom, or maybe they just had a family relative with them who was helping, but it was also another female. So some of these moms were struggling. Some of these mothers had a second job or a part-time job from being at home with their children all day. So there was a lot of different, um, needs they were putting out, but maybe they were not getting the care they needed because they were so busy running around. So I started to look a little deeper and realize, hey, these moms are struggling taking care of themselves because they're so busy taking care of these children that are theirs. I'm sure they're wonderful. They love them. But the expression of it was coming out differently based on what the mom looked like, based on what she sounded like when she was with her children, based on how she carried herself in the community. So I started to take this in and wonder what what makes it different compared to another woman who was very fashionable and maybe she was an at-home mom. So again, you know, growing up, I did see certain mothers and the mothers I saw, they looked like they were struggling. The other mothers who I saw were very um, well-kept, very neat, very um, up-to-date with conversations, 
very on top of things with their children who was sparkling. You know, the child has everything. They're like polished to the teeth. Um, so what makes a difference there? Is this just the way we're raised? Is it a viewpoint of ourselves, Or is this something that we think we need to perform as to fit into society, to feel included? So um, those were my reflections growing up. Now, when I came, became a mom, I by then had um, spent enough time with certain parents, um, families, mothers, and dads to see how they respond to each other and the children. And somewhere along the line, when I had my first, I was, of course, excited, happy, and I just felt, wow, I'm going to take care of this child. I'm going to love it and care for it and everything. Um, it was my daughter. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew, I knew how to take care of the baby because I had all that training. I knew how to keep my house clean because I had all that early training, but I realized I was not taking care of myself. After a while, I started to just kind of not care for me the same way. I, you know, I kept myself up. I was neat. Outwardly, I was taking care of myself. I was taking care of my home. My home was neat. My daughter was neat. And um, I was hoping at the time my husband was <laughs> presentable and happy, you know, but you would have to ask him to find out how he actually felt. But um, I, in all, in all, I kind of felt very positive about my role as a new mom and also a wife and still being a woman. But over the years, again, you know, I have 10 children. I realized, wow, I had slowly deteriorated upon myself. I did not take care of myself much. So I started to become a mom that I saw struggling with those children. Um, it wasn't nice because I would get up rushing, trying to accomplish so many things in the morning. I also... Um, I'm a homeschooling parent, so the need to get organized with their schoolwork, their projects, get them to their classes, get them to their activities, I was leaving less and less space for myself. That is not healthy. That is not needed. And no one even asks that of me. So sometimes we just lose perspective on what's important, but we cannot lose perspective on us as a new mom, as a mother as a woman. So I started to be the mother, but I stopped being me, the woman. And over the years, I realized, wow, you did not make space for yourself to grow. You did not give time to take care of you. So what happened to dressing up very fashionable and beautiful and your fluffy slippers and your beautiful robe and all these satin sheets, you know, what happened? I got so involved in the care of my family, there I neglected me as the role of just being a woman. And that is what I found to be true for many new mothers. They tend to give to everyone else. They tend to care for the needs of everyone else, but they do not take care of themselves. So what I started to do later on, as I realized this, was to start taking care of myself. And that became more of a spiritual journey, you know, questioning myself, my desires, my needs, my goals, and setting certain goals. One thing that I did get, and I want to offer this to you as a new mom, as you're reflecting on yourself as a mother, your role as a woman in this world, the creative aspects that can be brought out of your experience. 
your thoughts, your actions, your highs, your lows, your successes, and your failures are very encouraging for someone else to maybe learn from and to improve on their life. So what if you don't know everything? I'm not here to learn everything there is in this world. I seek to strive to learn wonderful um, interests that I find in this site of in this time of life for me. I want to encourage you while you are in this world, while you are growing, don't forget to be creative. Bring out something that's happening within you. You can do this by journaling your birthing experience, which I share in a previous podcast. You can start painting. If you used to paint, pick up your um, paints again, pick up those brushes, you know, and start. It can be just on a postcard. It doesn't have to be a large canvas. Our time in our life should be investing in ourselves. also. Um, writing a book. You can write a page a day. By the end of the year, you would have a full book at least of 365 pages. So I'm just saying you have time. You can write a book on anything you want, anything that is of your interest. Um, also, you can get together with other women other women. They can be new mothers, old mothers. They can be a woman with no children and just gather with them, share, discuss things, discuss topics. Because, you know, our role is not locked in as to whether or not we have children or if we're good mother or if we're good at anything that other people view us as. Our role as a woman is to be a woman. Be you in your capacity. Um, What I would like to leave you with today is the understanding that we are women who are able to produce children, who are able to love children, who are able to love men and women around us. We have our own small unit and it may be called a family in your household. You may be the main woman women in that home. You have the ability to express everything that's going on inside of you outwardly to all of them. So if you're not reflecting on yourself, you won't have much to offer them. And there's where you can become um, a ragged, half-hearted mother, wife, friend, sister, due to you not reflecting on yourself. So our birth reflection is actually a reflection of ourself. What's happening within, okay? What I want you to take away from today is that I want you to envision what you see in our society that's missing where women are not being cared for or women are not being noticed. How can you make that um, improvement in being yourself, in reflecting on who you are and bringing that back out to those around you? Okay, that's going to be your creative reflection back to you. Whatever's happening around you is usually what's happening within you. So take time to reflect on yourself as a woman. And take time to be sexy. Take time to be loving. 
Take time to be serious. Take time to be angry. Take time to cry, to laugh, to be sporty, to be to be lazy, to be uh, the best you want to be at being you. You know, we all have those highs and lows. We all are those um, images that we see sometimes, whether it's in a Marilyn Monroe type, whether it's in a Beyonce type, whether it's in a Carol Burnett type. Now, Carol Burnett, and the reason I bring her up, she is a comedian and she used to have her own TV show, The Carol Burnett Show. But in that, she plays many different roles of different types of women. And the first scene that we usually see is her dress as a cleaning woman. And she's there with a bonnet, a mop, and a broom, and she's cleaning. You know, we see her as that, and she's carrying herself herself as, oh, well, here's my job. You know, we don't have to go through life feeling discouraged because we're working to provide for our family, or we're working at home to provide for our family at least so they have a pleasant atmosphere at home. We can choose what type of attitude we're going to have in any job description we are in. That show, The Carol Burnett Show, also shows her playing a character who is a woman who is, um, she goes to her husband's office to see him and she's wearing a new outfit. It's very short and she's, you know, it's very, it was kind of up to her hips and she wanted to show it off to her husband. He, and she comes to his office and he was very not pleased to see her that way. And he actually said, who do you think you are? What do you think you are young? You need to change your clothing. And yet he was not pleased to see her that way as she came to be sexy and expressive to him at his office. But yet his secretary who was there had her very short outfit on and she was just shaking everything in front of him and he just had a full smile on. And so after the secretary leaves his office, Carol Burnett's character looks at her husband and says, hey, what's going on? He said, oh, no, that's just so-and-so. Don't worry about that. What she saw was, wait a minute, I'm preparing to express my other side to you. This is who I am. And you're not accepting of that, but you're able to accept it from someone else. So what happens also after you have a baby, your the viewpoint of maybe your significant other uh, may be different looking at you now. And like, wait a minute, that's not a character of who you should be. No one can decide for you who you're going to be. You need to be thankful for who you are now and who you were and who you will be because you may want to dress up as anything you want. Some people may have um, disagreements with how you're dressed. I'm not encouraging any of you to go out butt naked just to impress anyone. I'm not encouraging you to dress less of who you think you need to be just to impress someone else. I'm encouraging you to dress and carry yourself as the woman that you are, as the woman that you're comfortable being. Okay. And that is how you achieve um, reflections of life. And that bounces off to people and it brings up wonderful things. So you being um, one who loves to dress sexy, you can do that and you can dress up with your children and be sexy all day, 24 hours. You can have your perfume. You can have your hair done, your nails done. There is nothing wrong with that. 
Or you can be sporty all day and just wear your jeans and a t-shirt and your hair in a ponytail all day with no makeup, no nails done. And, you know, you can just dress and be happy. The point is reflecting for you after this birth experience is reflecting on who you are and who this child has allowed you to extend yourself to be. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for remembering that you are wonderful just being you, not trying to impress or bounce off or try to perform or fit an image that you think is acceptable in our society. Find you by taking that time now during postpartum and sit back and, and, and indulge in being yourself. Figure out who you are. Figure out who you used to be because you have a new baby and now you're a new mom. And you know what? Babies did not take two seconds to develop and then you had a two-second delivery. Everything took time and you too must take time with yourself. Love yourself enough that you can reflect that love to those around you. And for all those mothers that I've seen as I grew up as a child, thank you. Thank you for screaming at your child. Thank you for being um, public about it. You were not afraid to express how you were feeling at that time. Thank you mostly to my, the women who helped take care of me as I grew up, my aunts, my grandmother, um, my mother's friends, but mostly thank you, mom, for loving me and taking the time to take care of me. I remember when I was 16 and my mom said, you're 16 now, you're going to wear makeup. And she started tweezing my eyebrows and giving me all these new outfits to wear. And my mother used to model. Unfortunately, she had a daughter who was more tomboyish and I did not like any of that makeup or my eyes getting tweezed. So sorry, mom. I do appreciate it very much now. So we grow in different stages, but I do thank you all for being a part of my journey on developing into the woman that I'm comfortable being. Thank you so much. You all have a beautiful day. Love the people around you, but mostly love you in a positive, healthy way, accepting yourself for who you are. Have a great day. This was Donna with Postpartum Talks, and thanks for joining.